Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this Ay, Cause better relationships need better ingredients Ay, So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better Yeah, Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo And welcome to another episode of the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. My name is Derek Jones, and I am your host. I'm a certified life and relationship coach, an engineer, a strategist, and a mental health advocate. And tonight, tonight's topic, I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie with Eddie Murphy called Trading Places, but the title is, It Ain't Cool Being a Dysfunctional Jive Turkey This Close to Thanksgiving. So we're going to talk all about dysfunctional behavior during the holidays. So I have a special guest that's going to help me out with this. Um, I encountered her on the web, just, you know, in this podcast communities. And she's amazing. She's an amazing coach. But I'm going to let her introduce herself because she got all the details on her. So we, I want to make sure I don't, I don't mess that up for her. So stand by. I'm going to bring her up. So hold. All right. I think you're unmuted. Welcome, Miss Erica Warren. Welcome to the show. What's up, Derek? Thank you for having me on the show. I'm in the house. So tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. My name is Erica Warren. I am a life coach for women. I'm an author and a podcast host. Um, my, my life coaching business is called Coach Ease Life Coaching Services. Um, I've authored co-authored three books so far, um, women's anthologies, where we share true life testimonies to inspire other women to share their stories. And I am the co-host of the Dope Discussions podcast with Gator Live. Absolutely. Y'all guys need to check out that podcast too. It's amazing. Um, I, I try my best to tune in every week, but they always have some good stuff on there and it's, it's really fun. Um, so let's talk about this topic. We're talking about dysfunctional behavior during the holidays. So first thing I want to start off with, and we can kind of go back and forth on this, but um, as we all know, we're in this whole COVID kind of pseudo, you know, people are doing Zoom Thanksgivings and all this other kind of stuff. And it's tough because you're a lot of us are for and, and let, let's keep it real. A lot of people really just don't give a damn and they're going to do the, the, the normal thing anyway. And who cares? And we'll see what we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of, um, dare I say, traditions that happen every holiday season that, that aren't so peachy and rosy and happy like we think they should be. And, you know, you have aunts and uncles and cousins that come into the come into the area where you are and it and it just turns into something else and it happens every year. So I'm gonna ask you, Erica, do do are you aware well I won't say you're you're aware of are there people that you've encountered or maybe even in your own life where you've had things that happen every single year? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and see my, my motto is um, sometimes blood ain't family and sometimes family ain't blood. So when I left my hometown in, in 93, 
to move to where I am now to go to college. I've been here ever since. And so I formed friendships and relationships with other people and became a part of their families. Mm -hmm. And so going to some of their family functions, <laughs> very entertaining to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the drunk uncle come in and cuss everybody out. I've seen the, the hostess um, cuss everybody out because they're sneaking to go plates and putting them in their car before everybody got a chance to eat. Mm. Um, I've seen the the baby mama and the new girlfriend get into it because how dare you <laughs> bring her here and you was just at my house last night. Wow. Yep. We we could definitely call that dysfunctional. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that in my personal whatever, but I've I've seen and heard stories over the years that that will like blow your mind, and it's like people don't they don't think. Because it, what I always what I always talk about is whatever you decide to do, you have to think about how it affects the environment around you. So like mm. the people who bring in, you know, the the old girlfriend and the new girlfriend and the same man, you gotta come on. And then yeah. you you kinda know there's gonna be some static. Well that static then affects the whole event. It's like how I always get pissed off in that and yes. I do watch a few reality shows because that's kind of what we do in here sometimes. But um, don't judge me. But they always <laughs> wait until the event to, yeah. to, to, to do the confrontations. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? But right. in real life, it happens like that for a lot of people. They wait until the event and then they're like, okay, so now let's talk about it now. And I'm like... you. This, this, the kids at the kid table right now. Like, what are you, oh, you going to do? So, And they already know who the person don't don't give such and such no Hennessy. Don't let them drink no beer because you know how they're going to act. Right. But you know, you always got the instigator in the family like, I'm going to get it, get it to it, because I want to see them act crazy. Yeah, it, it's... It, it's um. It's kind of one of those things that, that we laugh at when we see it sometimes, but then it's like, Absolutely. is it really cool though? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it really, and is it really cool? Is it really cool to be like, can't stand up drunk in front of the kids and, and that's the normal thing that they see every holiday? <sighs> when you get to the point where you feel you got to mentally prepare yourself for the family gathering, you know yeah. it's a problem. You and know I know people you would probably rather just stay home. People in the um in the comments, I know y'all y'all um y'all a lot of y'all or people you know have to do that pre prep before you go to make sure that you get your mind right before you before you go in there. I, I I don't think I know anyone that hasn't had to do that ever in their life. You gotta you gotta get your get yourself ready, you gotta get your smile right, you gotta make sure you put the yes. <laughs> had the right energy going in there and uh and yeah it's it's um an introvert too too many people and too much too many different voices going on at the same time eventually you'll get overwhelmed and then you're ready to just get up out of there yeah and it's, this is the thing i hate most about family gathering is when you're ready to go you feel like you gotta go and speak to everybody before you leave and then they won't let you leave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you about to go? 
Oh, I, 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 I mean, it was good seeing you today. I sure hate you leaving. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I, I went, <laughs> I went to somebody's. I want to say Thanksgiving, and I was like, I ate my food, and then, and I want to say it was in like one of these. Well, I'm I'm in the DMV, but like in the country, like I want to say it was like Mississippi or something. It was somewhere, and they just kept wanting to feed me. Like they kept, and I was like, I'm good. And they was like, Nah, you need you need another plate. And I was like, No, like what do you like? I thought I was going to like they were fattening me, fattening me up for something. Like I'm like, Is there like a big kettle in the backyard? Y'all going to boil me or something? Like what? I don't need any more food. But yeah. man, you know that's. And black families get offended when you don't eat their food. Yeah, yeah. And now we got, you know, people who have these certain diets and certain things that they do and don't eat. And, and then they show up and they be like, I can't eat that. And then it's like, oh, oh. Well, we you know we the eat. vegans is hard and heavy now. Yeah, yeah. So I know that that's got to be kind of awkward, um, especially when the host cooked all the food and it's not vegan friendly, but you got to show up. You know, either with your own with your own container or, or I I even have that myself. I, I I don't eat pork. And so when there's I like greens and I like cabbage, but if there's pork in them, I'm not gonna eat them. I'm like, did y'all put did y'all put turkey bacon? Don't nobody use no turkey around here. <laughs> yeah, I uh, my wife is a, doesn't eat pork, and so it's not even just about it not being in the food, but like the cross contamination of the stuff being cooked in the same. And it, uh, trust me, I know it, it's in in people. You know, sometimes will get offended because you're not going to eat the pork, and it's like I don't eat. It makes me sick. You know, I yep. can't do it. But yeah, that's that's um that. That happens to a lot of families, and especially you know when people talk about the macaroni and cheese being right and the this being right, and that ain't who cooked Take it. The salad. You walk in there and be like, "Who cooked the macaroni and cheese?" Yeah, or who cooked that potato salad? Because you know I don't eat everybody potato salad. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm gonna jump and get to a couple of these. Uh, 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 Gator says that's why I slip out the back. I don't speak to nobody. <laughs> you have you know. People would come and have a bag full of containers just ready, and and yep. and you know I can't hate on that. You 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 don't want to cook for the next few days. I get it, but when you got like a whole trash bag full of them, we got a problem. Like you gotta make sure there's some for everybody else. Look, when me and my ex husband was together, they used to have all the family gatherings at his mom's house. They had one sister. She never came to any of the family gatherings, but she would always get her daughter to give her a plate. So this particular holiday, my mother-in-law was like, she ain't getting nothing. If she can't come to my house, she can't get none of my food. And she said it in front of everybody. Mm. It's like, oops. She was like, if I catch any one of y'all making her a plate, it's going to be me and you. Wow. Yeah, this is this happens in a lot of households every year. Um, I do want to segue into another topic that's a little little more little less lighthearted. Um, how people during the holidays and we're not talking about just Thanksgiving now, but just like Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holiday season about the stress and, and the depression that happens to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. 
um, and just wanting to, in a lot of cases, just wanting to kind of be present and be jovial when it's not a jovial time right now for a lot of people. And the pressure of feeling like you have to be okay for everybody, um, it's huge. And the pressure that comes along with needing and having to kind of show up for everybody because in our minds, we feel like they won't understand that we got other things going on. And so we put that pressure on our back and it's not, it's, it's not healthy. And then the family members have an expectation mm-hmm. of how you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. And you can't really do anything, but suck it up and take it. And that's not healthy. And that's also dysfunctional. And we really have to look at the people in our family with, with a, with a different lens. Like if you know that this person has a man working for the past six months, don't expect them to come to the house with a bunch of presents. Definitely. <laughs> and we also need to be aware that depression and suicidal thoughts are elevated during the holiday season simply because a lot of people are um, sad about family members that are no longer here. Very true. Um Many people are sad about their financial situation and they feel in the pressure of, you know, buying gifts or buying new outfits or showing up to functions and they don't want to come empty handed. Um, Also, people are feeling depressed about being single when they see their friends and family in marriages and relationships and they're still single they're uh, you know, depressed about that. And so they want to isolate and stay to themselves. But if you're getting a bunch of calls from family members saying, you're coming over to, you're coming over tomorrow, right? You know, and you're like, yeah, I'm coming. And then if you don't show up, then you're thinking they're going to be talking about me behind yeah. my back. So I got to show up. Yeah. So it's... we just need to be mindful of all of that stuff. That's tough um, for a lot of people. And I know I've been there a couple of times where I was like, I just don't even feel like going. Mm-hmm. But I got to push myself to go because what are they going to say? Yep. And the other thing, too, is people don't realize how stressful Christmas, especially Christmas, is for a lot of people but you'll never see it because they don't want you to see it. But that that financial burden alone for a lot of people mm-hmm. is, is ridiculous. And it's like, it's ingrained in our culture to do it. But yeah. you know you don't have any money left on that credit card, but you got to get the PlayStation Ooh. 5. You got to figure it out. And if you don't get it, then you're so fearful that your kid is going to hate you because you... And I'm like... Yeah. <sighs> it's like we we as adults fold under the pressure of other kids because we're we're thinking to ourselves i don't want my son to be picked on by other kids if i don't get him this gift and his friends get this gift so in essence we're adults being peer pressured by our kids i released myself from that pressure about five years ago, I just stopped doing it. And I started noticing a trend that I would stress myself out every year, buying a bunch of presents for my kids, 
And two weeks later, they wasn't even playing with that stuff. They wasn't even thinking about all that stuff. And I was like, I was mad because I was like, I need to gather all this stuff back up and get my money back and I can go pay a bill because they don't appreciate all of that. Right. And the, 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 uh, the holiday is much bigger than that. We need to start teaching our kids what's really the purpose of the holiday. We're celebrating the birthday of Jesus. Um, I want to start getting my kids into the habit of actually giving to other people who are less fortunate and don't have the stuff that they get all year round yeah. and stop expecting something all the time. So I've narrowed it down to one present for each child every year. And I don't stress myself out financially anymore. Yeah, that that's huge because and, and now these toys ain't cheap, man. These <laughs> not at all. I'm looking at these people going crazy over this PlayStation Five, and I'm like, how much? How much is it? What? What? That that's crazy to me. I mean, I you know what? That's crazy to me. I it's can't. I, I'm not. You know. Uh, give me, give me, um, Miss Pac-Man or Pac-Man any day. I'm good. I can't, I, I'm no, I don't even have the, like, it's like my hands be put on backwards when I, I be looking at all that stuff. They be like, yeah, you got to duck down and then you got to go over here on this tree. And I'm like, that's my brain. Like I, my brain is very active, but I, for some reason that right there, I, I'm going to no. let y'all have that. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing all that. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I tried to play one time and it, and I, I don't even think I got past the first part because I was like, you just can't shoot anymore. You got to hide and figure it out, Witty. And I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> I can't. But so it's, it's a, a, it's a part workout? of it's Huh? It's a whole physical workout? No, it's, it's your brain has to know, like, you can't just walk around and, like, shoot the characters. They have to not know that you're there so that you can kind of kill them from a distance or do or you got to have a team of people trying to figure out like and I'm just like, that's too much for me. I just want to like move the controller and do <laughs> what happened to Super Mario Brothers and when you just made it to the end and you was happy. <laughs> but gaming is a big part of our society. So I, it is what it is. I'm just that's just I never really caught on to it. But the price of that stuff, like you think about. COVID. You think about people being out of work, being, you know, about to be evicted, but they kids still got to have the PlayStation 5. Think about that. That's, that to me is that dysfunctional. That's a lot about, yeah, that's very dysfunctional. It, and, we would rather do that than sit down and have a real conversation with our kids and explain to them that was it's just not, it's not, we can't do it this year. It's not financially uh, possible. Um, you know, I'll get you something later, maybe, but then I'm not going to stretch myself out then. Yeah. People, people will literally stop paying a bill just to, mm -hmm. uh, for the house, <laughs> just to, just because they kid going to be pissed off. And I'm like, your kid got that much power. We all been there, but at the same time, I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. the lights got to stay year, on. One year, I let my kids make their list. And when they brought me their list, um, I think my son was 15 at the time. And he wanted the, the newest iPhone that was out at the time. And I think it was like $700, $800. And I immediately scratched that off the list and said, sir, let's try it again. 
because I'm a grown woman with a job and I don't have that phone. You think I'm gonna buy you that phone? Exactly, exactly. So, so let's segue into um, another topic, um, and we kind of lightly touched on it earlier. But when when our families during these holiday times um, do this dysfunctional, crazy stuff, the drinking and the, and and, the, and and just being and a lot of times just being rude to people and just um, we give them a pass because they're family. We give them a, oh, that's just your uncle. He, that's how he is. He's going to make you feel like crap every year. So you just get used to it. And we normalize it and we and we pass it on like it's cool. But, and I'm going to, I had them as two separate topics, but I'm going to kind of touch both. When we normalize this behavior, I think number one, unless the person doing it think it's cool. And number two, if you got kids around, they then look at that and say, "Is that that's how things supposed to be?" Yeah, yeah. So and it, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's so it it sends a bad message to kids because especially if they if they've experienced it for the first time and they're kind of um, you know confused about what's going on, and then they see all of the other adults around just laughing about it and joking about it and say. Oh, that's such and such, and he do this every year. I knew he was gonna get drunk. Then it, 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 the kids are getting more relaxed about it, and then they they may start to laugh and think it's funny too, when it's really not. Yeah, I'm just a big proponent of of just talking about how we gift our kids the dysfunction and don't mm. even realize it because we think it's funny uh, or we think that. You know, when when Uncle So and So says something to the kid and it hurt the kid feeling and they crying and that's just how he is and you don't check him on that. That that right. stuff right there. Yeah. I and cannot I've seen many, <laughs> many of our our families, our black families, we invalidate kids and you're to be seen and not heard. Um you don't have no feelings. Yep. And um, you shouldn't have been in grown folks' business anyway. Yeah. So. It's, uh, it's, it's, cr let me, um, let me get a couple of these comments before they, before mm -hmm. the comments get old and we done moved on. Um, Deborah, Deborah Hearns Cole says they get stuff all year. Don't get brand new in December. Uh, exactly. This is, I say this all the time, but I know, you know, the traditional stuff is it's ingrained in people and they feel like they have to because i mean you know you go in the store like in the next couple of weeks and you'll see carts full of stuff and i'm like how many yep. kids oh i only have one kid what <laughs> what what how old is the kid oh he's five i'm like do you know that kid most of this stuff a week later they're gonna be they're gonna be done with it exactly and um, and Gator says we do stretch ourselves too much trying to impress our kids or at least give them the impression that they aren't lacking. Um, and then Michelle Ford says Unc can catch these hands too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing, though, especially in the black community. We don't ever want anybody else to feel like we not we not up here. We don't want anybody to think our kids don't have the same thing as everybody else. Mm -hmm. when, when when you're a grown up, right? You mm -hmm. you realize 
that you can't keep up with everybody. It's impossible. Exactly. <laughs> Why would you lend that to your kids? And then as grown-ups, we have to understand you're going broke to impress other broke people. Bingo. Because you think they have it going on. They're doing the same thing you're doing. They're faking the funk too. And yeah. I, I I despise this saying. I used to see people posting this a lot that um I don't mind going broke for my kids. And I I I turned that around. I was like, so if you go broke for your kids, that means your kids are broke too. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so it's so backwards. It's so it's so backwards thinking. And I and like I said, people don't know and realize that as a country we're broke. Like most of us are broke. Like I want to say, like sixty something, almost seventy percent of us can't even afford a five hundred dollar emergency without tapping into some kind of credit or some other some other borrowing something. So if that is true, all of these full grocery carts, y'all are going, y'all are, are underneath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most yep. people can't afford that full cart, but they got to do it because they want to make sure that their kid have the same thing that little Tommy have down the street. Yeah. And, and, and it, let's, it, not it, mention, it, let's not mention um, Christmas Day when you go spend $200 on one Christmas meal for one day. And you know your family got to eat for the rest of the month. Oh, those 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 meals, the the dollar amount on those things, woo wee. We talking mm-hmm. about car notes, and and <laughs> yes, it, it's a lot. And in January, they're they're put they're asking for extensions on the light bill. Um, they're calling the car company asking, can I get a, a deferment on the payment? And um. And you know what else is? You know what else I think is crazy too, is when you, when a lot of times when people go to the host's house and the host made all the food, the host mm-hmm. got to front the bill for those twenty people, and nobody's chipping in. That hurts. Yep. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> that, that that hurts. hurts. Uh, let mm-hmm. me get a couple. A couple. Uh, Deborah Hearns Cole says we have to teach our children early that it's not about that. Exactly. You got to start yep. like like my daughter. Early on, I taught her that this stuff just don't pop out the air. Daddy got to work for this. So, yeah. <laughs> so when when we walk down the aisle in the store on a Tuesday, not even the <laughs> from when she was like three. So now, mm-hmm. what she does at age eleven is she says, "You know what, Dad? Maybe we can wait until another time to get that." I get it. You got you wow. have to go to work, and I'm good. I don't yeah. need that right now. I want it, but I understand. And now when Christmas time come, she got a list, but it ain't the list like some of these other kids have. It is, <laughs> you, you're yeah. not going to hit me for $1,000 on, on, nah, we not $2,000. You got all, nah, I'm going to need the PlayStation and I need 30 games to go with it. Nah, we, come on. Yeah. So come here's on. a good tip for y'all parents. Here's an experiment. I did this one year. I didn't feel like trying to go in the stores and figure out the, the perfect gift to get my kids. So what I did was I got them each a gift card mm-hmm. with a certain amount on it. 
And then I took them to the store to let them buy what they wanted with their gift card. Do you know them suckers wouldn't spend their money? <laughs> they said yeah. they wanted to save their money. I said, so on Christmas Day, you're not going to have anything to open. It was like, I ain't seen nothing that was worth it. I said, but I bet you any amount of money, if I was going in the store to actually purchase it for you, you would have found a lot of stuff that you wanted. But since I gave the money to you in your hand, you didn't want to spend it. So that's what y'all parents ought to do. Give them a gift card, let them go in the store. When they feel like they're spending their own money, <laughs> they, they see the value in it then. Yeah, my, my daughter told me um, she just want cash. I, I don't, because because this is the other thing, thing that we do that I would kind of say is a little dysfunctional too, is that a lot of times we buy stuff that we think they want versus mm -hmm. what they actually want. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. they may ask for one Barbie doll, but you give them 10 because you think yeah. that like you're overcompensating something from you personally and you're putting yeah. that onto them and they only asked you for one. Stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we overcompensate a lot. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to go buy a bunch of those little bowls and I'm going to put bowls on the light switches. When you when you flick the lights on and off, that's a present. <laughs> yeah, a, you're right. Put a bowl on the cable. When you are watching TV, <laughs> that's a gift. I paid that bill this month. That's a yeah. present. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to jump on a couple of these comments. Um Michelle Ford says, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Not this one, though, but trying to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> and they all living off off of payday loans themselves. Man, don't get me talking about payday loans, man. Jesus. Don't, don't get me talking about a the baby, because I was a victim of payday loans. Ooh, my life. That thing they, right they, there is, is straight the devil. You, yeah. they, once you get really in that thing, me. it's almost impossible to get out of it. Literally, You're not getting out of it. You, you, unless you come into a lump sum of money, that's the only way you get out of them payday loans. Yeah, trust me, your boy was there. Um, <laughs> uh, Deborah Deborah Hearns Cole says the next day you can see all the returns. Boom, and she right, also Deborah. says she stops the day after when it's fifty percent off the same stuff. Exactly. This is how we're conditioned. <laughs> any holiday, any holiday, mm -hmm. you go the next day and everything's on sale. So why don't you wait? We don't do that because we the pressure. <laughs> the pressure of, and if I don't get it on the 25th, then it doesn't count. And if you got to think about it. Who does it not count to? There's nobody else in your house but your family. You're right. thinking about... Either A, your family has this warped sense of you better do it or else, and that's a problem in itself, but nobody else has to know. But then now we're in social media, so people taking pictures of their tree with the press. Like, I've seen trees that have so many presents under it, and I'm like, how many people live in your house? Yeah, It's ridiculous. And then I'm and thinking... that's another thing. You uh, need to stop doing that. Don't... Don't be posting all them pictures of presents because the the robbers, the the dudes that like to kick in <laughs> doors, they paying attention. Let me tell you something, man. So so number one, 
And I know we all have an Amazon addiction, right? But mm-hmm. now you got thirty boxes on your steps, mm. and <laughs> and you see it all the time on these little ring cameras. You be seeing these people come up, and and, and I'm not, you know, people have thirty boxes on a Tuesday. I get it, but now yep. is the time when people are really focused on watching your movements, and yep. and we just buy so much stuff. And yep. um and Gator says and Alicia says that's a good lesson, what you were saying about the um the things that you do with your kids. And then Gator says we gotta teach our kids financial responsibility. One minus one equals zero. So as they get older, give them cash and let them gain that understanding. And that's exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. They don't see the value of money until they gotta spend their own money and then they like, Whoa, wait, wait. Yep. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. How much I got left? What is it? What, huh? I was I was kind of mad because I was like, so on Christmas Day, y'all not going to have anything. It was like, we got our money in our pocket. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it, and it's such a, a easy thing to do. But we be in our own head because it's how we were raised mm-hmm. or this is the tradition. And we got to go over to such and such aunt house and we got to make sure that everybody brings a gift because we got a gift exchange. But what if I don't have it? Yeah, I'm forced to either do that or not go. I'm getting talked yep. about either way from the people that's supposed yep. to love me. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get talked about if I don't show up, and I'm gonna get yeah. talked about if I don't bring a gift for the gift exchange. <laughs> well, I tell you what, like Jesus said, I tell you what, <laughs> I ain't bringing their gift. And then that, and then the judgment happens, and then yeah. it's like pressure on a lot of people and stress because they're like, first and foremost, twenty twenty. I don't expect jack from nobody because I know it's hard for a lot of people. Stop pressuring yourself. I'm not to do like oh, you know what I ask for for every holiday, including Father's Day. Just let me chill. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> that's it. Just, just I just want to chill. That's the best gift you can give to me, so I can just veg out for the day and and do me. I don't need you to spend a dime on me because I see you all the time, every day, anyway, and we get it in. I feel like that about literally every gift giving holiday. But I'm like I, a lot of in a lot of cases I'm the unicorn. But I don't need you know Mm-mm. you to spend. A thousand dollars on me when we live in the same house. Like we got bills. That's not I don't know. That's not my love language. Like I don't like a bunch of money spent on me because when I was with my ex husband, if he would go buy something that I felt like was too extravagant or something we couldn't afford, I would go take it back and get the money and go buy and go pay a bill with it. Mm. Yeah, Alicia said, but we eating good, though. That's right, baby. We, we we do eat good. But all of that extra stuff, ah. Mm, mm. And, you know, on, on the relationship side of things, because it is a relationship show, when you have a spouse or a long-term partner relationship, whatever you want to call it, you know what their financial situation is because you live with them. Right. I'm not even going to go any further. I'm going to just say, stop it. Stop the expectation and the pressure. 
That that will literally kill somebody one day. If it hasn't already, that stress and that pressure, that it hurts. Mm-hmm. You already know yeah. they struggling because you live with them. Y'all both struggling yeah. together. But when that yeah. holiday come, uh-oh, mm-hmm. what you going to get you're me? Expecting them, you're expecting them to pull stars out the, out the sky. Um, you're expecting them to do some kind of Houdini magical trick and surprise you with something. And you know what their financial situation is. That's one of my, ugh. Because you yeah. see it all the time. And they'll be, you know, because they got to post it. Like social media, got to post it. If you don't post it, what's going on in your house? Something wrong? You didn't post what did you? What did your man get you? What did you get? That's the thing, you know, especially y'all women. Y'all be like, so what did you get? And it's like, I'm, huh? <laughs> I, I don't think I'm a... I think I'm not a traditional woman because all that kind of stuff annoys me. <laughs> it's like, I don't need all that. Long as me and you good, I don't need to prove that that's the greatest gift I ever give myself. I, I consciously made a decision that I was going to work on. Stop over analyzing and worrying about what other people think about what you're doing. And once I finally got myself free of that, I don't care. It's I just tough. don't care. Yeah, it's tough for a lot of people because our society thrives off of that now. It's so ingrained in people to care about what other people are doing now that it's so second nature. And and it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, if statistically, most of us are broke. On paper, yes. we're broke. We're functional because we have credit and we can kind of move stuff and not pay a bill here or there, but we're le- like legitimately broke. So the expectations are way higher than the income. And those yeah. expectations, it's just a feeling. It, it, it yeah. doesn't have any substantial value to it, but it, yeah. but it, those feelings impose something that, that is substantial, which is money. And that money is... That's your family. That's your how you pay your bills. This is how you build your legacy over time, financial legacy, because there's other yeah. things that you can leave on the earth. But it's a lot. That's why I keep talking. To, I keep bringing up this whole pressure thing, especially for men. We don't know how to tell y'all we don't we don't have it, and we keep that yeah. thing pressed in, and and it just it bubbles because up. Right, right. I could go buy a brand new car. And nobody would know about it. I probably have that car for five years before somebody even see that car. <laughs> that's that's what, and you know, that's what I think we we give we give out those the wrong messages when people post about their new blessing, their brand new vehicle. The only reason I would think it would be a good reason to do that is if you saved up for your dream car and you paid cash for it mm-hmm. to teach people the discipline and the financial responsibility of doing that. But if you went and bought a car and you got a, a monthly note, why is you promoting <laughs> people to go get in debt? And they had this movie that my wife loved called Keeping Up With The Keeping Up With The Joneses or whatever. And they had to keep buying they they literally put somebody in the neighborhood um as a kind of a salesperson and they they bought stuff it wasn't theirs. They worked for a company so that people in the neighborhood would see it and then they would go out and want to feel like they had to buy it. And that mm-hmm. and that right there, that's real life. It that's is. real life. And so they were waging their bets on what 
the other people in the neighborhood would buy based on the, the, the image that they put in. So they would like come in with all this wow. stuff and then they would have like parties and invite the neighbors over and it would be like a certain brand of a blender and then and this is the and then they'd be like we don't have that where'd you get it from and they would literally go buy it just because they had it not because they needed it and that's yeah. how we are yeah. like think about this how many of us have been duped by a sponsored ad on facebook and swiped that card and got, and got <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started hiding ads. Like when I see something and, and I start seeing more and more of the same stuff, I start telling Facebook, hide this ad. Hide it from me because I don't want to see it no more. And we be looking at that stuff and know we don't need it. But it's mm -hmm. the the, it's the way that they advertise that stuff. And it's just, it, and, it, and we're built that way. And, and it's hard to go against that because that's our programming. That's how we've been holiday-wise. Our parents did it this way, so I'm. This is the tradition. We're gonna be dysfunctional anyway, so we might as well just. It, this is how it's gonna be. And what you don't, what people don't understand is, when you pass, your kids are gonna do the same thing. It's yep. gonna keep going. It's gonna keep. Going. <laughs> if they see the uncle drink every other day, they're gonna. Somebody's gonna take on that that behavior because nobody said it was wrong. Somebody gonna grow up and become that drunk uncle. Isn't that crazy? Like you think about, think about this. Think of like, look, this is how my mind works. Think about, even not in our necessarily your personal family, but just growing up as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. There was always families that had a drunk uncle. Every generation that happens, there's still a drunk uncle. Nobody ever says that that this drunk uncle thing disappeared. So what that says is that drunk mm -hmm. uncle. It's creating another drunk uncle by their behavior in that event. There's not a generation in my lifetime that doesn't have one. <laughs> yep. And you hear the comedians <laughs> laugh and joke about that, but that's true. That's real life. When they say there's always a crackhead in the family, a drunk one in the family, they not lying. And when we hear and know this, we don't do anything to help them. Some of us it's do, but life. a lot of people be like, that's just how they are. They're going to be a crackhead. Right. And I'm like, no, a crackhead. We're not talking about somebody to take a drink every Friday. We're talking about a full-blown drug addict. You you think that's cool? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they, they, they've set up a system to where when they know the crackhead cousin is coming to the house, they make sure they put all of their valuables away. They make sure they put their purse, they hide their purse in you know, so what you're doing is making adjustments for the crackhead instead of addressing this issue that they have. Yeah. And I'm going to say one more thing. I know this isn't really a lighthearted topic, but I have to say it because it's real. The holidays, too, are a time where a lot of um, child molestation happens. Yep. And a lot of stuff like that goes on. And a lot of times family members are aware of it and they don't say anything. That's the issue. The biggest issue is that they know the, they know the uncle that touches kids. They don't, they don't stop the uncle from coming around. But what they do is they go and they, they program the kids. 
don't never find yourself alone with uncle such and such. And if he asks you to come in the room, don't you go in there. Why are y'all talking to these kids and why are y'all not addressing this grown man? And why does he have the, the right to even be in the vicinity of kids when you know what he does? Yeah. Because eventually he's going to get access to a kid again. And that's what I don't like about our families is they sweep all that kind of stuff under the rug for years and years and years. And you know what hurts me as a black man at this age over 40 is the amount of black women who say that they had these issues when they were little. Like I had no clue the sheer numbers because black women supposed to be strong. And that's what we try to, you know, y'all project that we're strong until they mm -hmm. have that conversation where they kind of shared their life. And it's like, you too, mm -hmm. you too, you too, you too. And it's mind boggling as a man to hear that. Mm. I know women hear it all the time from other women, but for, for me as a man to hear that, what that says is for the most part, that it's somebody that looks like me that's doing that to them. It's another but man you know, that got normalized doing that crap. Yeah. The more the more sinister part of that equation is that the young women in that family that is happening to, they've been taught by the older women in that family to never speak about it. Don't tell anybody that happened to you. We're just going to take care of it behind closed doors. And a lot of the older women in the family will actually sometimes deny it and tell that, tell that young woman, that's not what really happened to you. You don't really know what you're talking about. And so that's what keeps them silent. And then that's what keeps the cycle going on to the next generation. Yeah. That's the saddest it, part. It's, and I, when you know, you can't it, even go to an older woman in your family and have them have your back. And that and that's the whole thing that you were talking about in the beginning about about invalidating their their emotions and, and their thoughts and how they feel. And that like I never really, really thought about it that deep until I got older, but I was like, when that kid is crying, it's an emotion. When that mm -hmm. kid says they don't feel right, it's an emo like they're telling you in their mm -hmm. own way and we're like nah you'll be all right yep and a lot mm -hmm. of us unknowingly are guilty of that we will say oh. you'll be all right damn it just hush up man just be quiet I, you good you'll be all right yeah i've been guilty of it because it was passed down to me once i once i started to see the connection between how i was raised and then how i was trying to pass it on to my kids you know, it made me stop in my tracks and be like, hold up, hold up. This I didn't like this when I was a kid. I don't want to repeat this. So I am going to, um, we're going to start wrapping up because um, we can do this all night. Um, <laughs> um, but I want to say, um, in all of this talk about dysfunction and the holidays and all of this stuff, and you're going to, 
be around loved ones, whether it's virtually or, or in person, <laughs> take the time out to pay attention. Take, take the time out to ask them how they're doing and not the, the fluffy, you know, the little, you know, how you doing? And cause you, let me tell you real quick, my one of my biggest pet peeves about family gatherings is inside of a family, there's still cliques inside the family. And so they got to sit together and then they, and I'm like, huh? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, mm -hmm. That's another one of my pet peeves, but I say that to say when you're in an environment, but you're still detached, you still don't really get to absorb what's going on. And that's how a lot of this stuff gets brushed under the rug because you over here talking to the folks that you cool with, but over here, uncle yeah. so-and-so is, is pissing the kids off and you like, well, yeah. that's just him. I'm going to be over here and talk to the cool people and we going to do. And I'm like, yeah, what? And, yeah. and that's, this a, a larger topic, but that's why a lot of families are so disconnected because we don't get it. We don't take the opportunity to even get to know each other so that we do care when we see something wrong. Right. Right. That's exactly. dysfunctional as hell to me is the is to be in the same house and not even know who that is over there. Yep. Not even know who that person is. Um, I think too, because of this pandemic and people have been so isolated, when you do get with your family, actually have real conversations and not that surface level stuff. Find out how they're really feeling um, emotionally and mentally about the situation. Um, let them vent, let them talk about what they've been feeling, you know? Um, and I know that the CDC has said that you really should limit, you know, going outdoors and gathering with your family. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to see some people tomorrow because right. as introverted as I am, I do, <laughs> need connection with people. I do need that face-to-face -face interaction with people, especially people I haven't seen in a while. And so I'm going to go enjoy some people I haven't seen in a while tomorrow with with, with many safety precautions in place, but still. Because um, I just need that, that, that connection with people. So just, you know, take the time out to really have some real conversations with people tomorrow and really be thankful for the people who are still here um, because I've heard so many people dropping like flies in the last few days, just from this. And that's the uh, other COVID thing too, that we didn't touch here. on was, was you have people celebrating how we, we touched on it, but you're having holidays now and, and there's people that aren't, that aren't here. Like exactly. there's always, you know, we're human. Everybody passes on, but this is like extenuating circumstances now. So it's like yeah. Yeah. the people <clears throat> on this show, we talk about coaching, therapy, counseling, and all this other kind of stuff. You got to really be honest about how you're feeling about this stuff because yes. you don't want to gift that to the people in the room. We mm -hmm. do it. We don't realize we're doing it, but trauma, grief, all that kind of stuff, little kids, they feel and absorb all that stuff. People in yeah. the, and this is how just talking about having those conversations with family, you may be in a funk 
They're gonna let you sit in the corner and they're gonna go they're gonna go about their business and be like, Oh, that you know, should be all right. Yeah. That ain't cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if y'all if whoever you are, if this is you, stop doing that crap. It's not healthy. And and you we have to start as a as a as a community, as a race, as a family, we gotta start caring giving a damn about each other. That's why yeah. Erica does what she does. That's why I do what I do. And people have other means of how they do stuff. But if you don't care about anybody else other than yourself, you got to go look in the mirror. And, and yeah. I don't. It, and that's like. <laughs> that's, some, that's some inner soul searching you got to do. Because I, I feel like this. The way you feel about yourself is the way you feel about others. When you don't really have self-love, you don't have anything to give anybody else. That's and true. once that love starts to flow within you and you really love yourself, you want other people to feel about themselves the way you feel about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so we're going to really wrap it up this time. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, even though you probably just did it, you have any parting words um, for the folks that are watching and the folks that will be on the replay about this topic, about this functional behavior during the holidays and and just kind of, you know, where their mind should be and things like that. Yeah, I would just say enjoy your family as much as you can. Stay safe. Keep everybody else safe. We don't want anybody else, you know, to become victim of this uh, this virus. And don't you be the jive turkey tomorrow. <laughs> there it is. Bring it back home. <laughs> don't be a jive turkey this close to Thanksgiving. Um, yes. So we're going to have you back because I want you back on some dating stuff. Guys, when I tell okay. you, I listened to um, Erica on her podcast uh, quite a few times. And y'all know. My, my brain is like a supercomputer. People that I see that I say, I always say they get it. She gets it. It takes a lot for a human being to go against our emotional selves to try to make better decisions. And, and Erica has, has learned a lot and she has a lot of tips and tools that she uses in order for her to kind of move forward <clears throat> in the dating world or just in life. And I want her to come back and share that with you guys because I think it'll be very few, fruitful. And I have a lot of a lot, a lot of people that watch that can benefit from that information because they hear it from me all the time. But I think hearing it from a woman that's out there and, and moves a certain way that it'll make it'll it'll stick a lot a lot more than it does. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna ask you: Is there anything that you want to plug? Any anything that you that you have um, that you're doing that you want people to know about? Um, just check out our podcast every Saturday, uh, six thirty Central Standard Time. We go, we broadcast live dope discussions um, with Erica and Gator. Um, what else? I have a new book coming out January 2021, but I'm really not ready to push that one yet. The book that I have out currently is called In Spite of It All. And you can, you can if you want to order a copy of that book, you can go to my website. It's bit.ly forward slash God's Girl 45. And if you want some dating, 
self-love, life purpose, or divorce co coaching, you can reach me on my coaching page. It's just Coach Ease Life Coaching Services. Just go follow my page. All my contact information is there. And um, if you want to do like a one-on-one -on -one discovery call with me, just let me know. Hit me up. And I will put all of this information in the show notes for the podcast, guys, so that you'll have that um, <clears throat> information so that you'll be able to contact her. And this was good. Like I said, we're going to do this again. We got to um, see it. what the schedules look like, but we got to have you back because I, I definitely want to do a dating show. Um, we can talk about a little bit of everything, online dating, whatever. We can get that in because I know that that's, that's where you kind of live. So we want to get yeah. that in. We're going to have some fun with that. And guys... We done. Make sure that you go to relationshipgumbo.info and look at everything. I I called it a podcast page, but there's so much stuff on there. I had to change it and call it the Relationship Gumbo Experience because it's just not a podcast anymore. And for those of you on the audio, I have a um, when you go to that sh to that website, I have a, a service where you can get uh, coaching. You can get uh, live Q&A sessions and all of that. You'll see all the information there. So just go to that website. And every, literally everything is there. The podcast, the apparel, the, the new coaching service, one-on-one um, -on -one coaching. It's just the list goes on and on. Just go look at that and we good to go. And on that note, we are going to conclude the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate everyone who's tuned in and anyone who plans on tuning in later, the replay viewers, we love you too. And we're out of here. Okay, everybody wants good love, that's true, I know Derrick Jones about to break it down with the relationship gumbo Welcome to the podcast, ain't no doubt we all need this, ayy Cause better relationships need better ingredients, ayy So if you want better relations, it's about communication Finding love, staying together, we all wanna make it better, yeah Derrick Jones the host, your relationship coach Thank you all for tuning in, relationship gumbo